We celebrate you. Welcome to Lofty Heights Christian Center, a ministry that exists to raise kingdom influencers. As a church, we emphasize three things. The Word, the integrity of it and its ability to transform, the Holy Spirit, His power and demonstration of the same, and love, love for God, for yourself, and for others. You are about to experience God's undiluted Word from God's servant, Pastor Wali Tejumade. Get ready for a transformation. The force of love. The force of love. This is yet another force that a man can lay hold on that can cause man to begin to carry in God's glory. I'm not saying that your lives are not filled with the glory of the Lord. Anyone who is, you know, accepted the Lordship of Jesus has a measure of God's glory. But by now you all know, like I've, you know, taught repeatedly, you know, that glory is in levels. So it doesn't matter what level of glory you carry right now, there is also a higher level of glory. You can crave, you can yearn, you can thirst for more level of glory than the one you currently carry. Hallelujah. And one of the things or one of the forces that can also deliver that to you is the force of love. Love for the Father's business. Love for what? Love for the Father's business and for the Father. Because of a truth, a man cannot love the Father and not love the Father's business. Love for the kingdom of God. 33rd verse of the book of Matthew chapter number 6 that we just read now. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. He says, every other thing that men run after, they will be dropped at your bosom. But sadly, what you find across the globe today is, man is chasing all other things, abandoning the seeking first the kingdom of the Lord. Man is doing what? Man is running after what to eat, what to drink, where to lay heads, basic necessities of life. Man has abandoned, you know, that which has to do with the pursuit or the advancement of God's kingdom. And this actually is a secret of elevation in life. Seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, it is a secret of elevation in life. You want God's glory in very good dose? Be about the Father's business. Do what? Be about the Father's business. But no man can be about the Father's business except the love of the Father is in the man. So the reason why many people are not about the father's business is simply because they claim to love the father, but of a truth, it's just lip service. God loved, you know, the world. He gave the gift of his own son. If truly you love the father the way you claim you love the father, it will be reflected in the things that you do, in your kingdom engagement pursuit. That's what I'm saying. You were not saved, huh? For the sake of being saved. You were not saved just for your name to be written in the book of life. You were saved to be able to go into the world and carry the kingdom of the Lord and his righteousness on your head. And begin to tell everyone who cares to listen. Even those who do not care to listen. Even though those who do not care to listen. You know that there is a Jesus. There is a man called Jesus. He's the savior of the whole world. Letting the world know that except they accept his lordship. They are, they, are, they, are, they are headed for damnation. Love for the Father's business. You see, when you go through the scripture, you would read about the story of David. David has 
a very fallible man as he was, with all his many frailties, one major secret about David's exploit on earth was David's heart for, for God. That helped him, huh? That helped him, you know, to be able to, to, um, what, what do I, to escape many of God's wrath because of his heart for the Father's business. If you go through the book of Psalms, many of which he wrote, you would see again many of the things he talks about, about the Father's love and the Father's business. This is, was one of the reasons why David was able to escape many of the things, you know, that he did. Or that his punishment were not commensurate, you know, to the punishment he deserved, to the error he committed, or to the sins he committed because of his heart for the Father. I'd rather spend a day in the house of my God than a thousand in the tent of the wicked. 27th chapter of the book of Psalms, verse number 4. 27th chapter of the book of Psalms, verse number 4. David declared, one thing I have desired of the Lord, that is the only thing I'm going to seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Can you say so of yourself? When God anointed David, brought him from the, from, the, from the back and brought him, launched him forward and poured oil on David, Saul was still on the throne. That's how far God can go for anyone whose heart is true and pure for him and his business. Watch it. Everything, all the battle that David fought while David was on earth, at no point did he take glory, not even a single one for himself. As a matter of fact, those who were shouting, oh, David had killed um, tens of thousands, Saul has killed only one, he shut their mouth. We read First Samuel chapter number 17, how he defeated Goliath. One of the things that many people don't take into cognizance was the fact that David went after Goliath huh, in the boldness, in the fortitude, in the strength of the God of Israel. Love for the father's business. Many are too weak. Many are too cold. You know, this society is very weird. I keep talking about it. Because if you're not careful, you'll forget everything about the kingdom agenda. You'll forget everything about the business of God. You'll forget everything about the kingdom. You'll even forget everything about your desire to even get one soul saved. You'll begin to look for multiple jobs. You begin to look for the ones that will pay your bills. Then at some point you will then realize that the more you work, the more your bills, your earnings do not, do not match up with your bills. Then you go again, okay, so the reason why my earnings are not matching up with my bills, it is because I'm not working enough. Then you take more work. So you begin to then run two jobs. At the end of the day, you still see that it still does not add up. Something is wrong somewhere. What is missing is our heart for the Father's business. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. You see, the word of the Lord cannot be broken. You all know me as your pastor. I stand before Christ. I kid you not. This is one of the scriptures that keeps me standing on earth. Seek ye first. Simple. Okay, what don't you understand there? Jesus said to them, every other person runs after what to eat, what to drink, basic necessities of life. He says, you don't be like those ones. 
He says, your father in heaven, he knows that you have need of those things. This is what you need to do. Be after the father's business. Those other things that all those people are running after, they will fall at your laps. So, now, think about it. Why is it too difficult to understand? Seek first, not the second thing. Primarily, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Then these are the things that will be added unto you. But you say, no, you want the reverse. Do you know there are people who are not serving because they feel that they don't have good jobs? So, they are waiting till they, have, they land a good job before they begin to serve. Do you know there are people who don't tithe because they feel that, no, this money is too small. When God blesses me, when I begin to work and I make more money, then I'll begin to advance God's business. If you don't do it in the literal, more will not be committed into your hands. It is only he, brother, who is faithful in the literal, huh, that has the capacity to receive one, more. We read in the scripture about the story of the talent, five, two, one. The Bible says each one of them, according to each one's ability. The job that you're doing right now, God knows that that is the job that you have. When you prove your faithfulness beyond the level which you are, he entrusts more unto you. God is not a waster. He will never give you much more than you can carry. Otherwise, that will lead to your destruction and he does not want you destroyed. When you are praying for enlargement, when you are praying for enlarged capacity, you are praying for more whatsoever thing, ask yourself very simple and basic questions. Do you have the capacity to also carry? You know why some of you were trusting God for the, you know, for marital partner you are still single? Because God does not want to entrust half-baked babe, half-baked guy, half-baked um, guy, you know, to somebody else. That's why. When you prove that you are worth, you measured up to the stature and you are fit for that, God will give it to you. When David went after Saul, I mean after Goliath, Saul said to him, said, no, take this cloak. This is my own cloak. This is what I wear, you know, to the battlefront. Bible says he collected it from him. He put it on like this. He wanted to take steps. He realized that it was too heavy. He dumped it. You don't go to the battle with someone else's armory. It's not fit for you. But when you seek God's business, he knows that which is fit for you. David reckoned, when Saul was asking him a question, he said, no, he said, see, in my father's house, those bears, those cubs, those lions, I deal with those guys. If I can, huh, with God's strength, I will deal with this guy. His head will be, I'll present it to you on a platter of plates. You'll see it. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Church, why is that too hard to get? So bad that many around here, they've abandoned church. And I've said it before. I've not seen, you know, many people have walked up to me to say, oh, um, they're not in church because um, of the clashings, you know, with their work and all of all those stuff. Just one thing I always say to them. If you know that of a truth, your heart is right with the Lord. And that job is stopping you from serving God. Tell God to provide you a better job. None of them has ever failed. None of them. None of, they always come back to me to say, hey, oh, 
I mean, Sister Tammy is a witness, is a testimony. Many people like that. I said, you, you want to serve? Do you truly want to serve God more? Do you truly want to serve God more? So that job is not allowing you to. When God takes that job from you to, for you to be present in his house, to contribute to the advancement of his kingdom, he does not give you a job that will measure up or job below it. He will give you a job above it. But you know the reason why many people don't? You, that you don't want to come to church ordinarily. They now gave you Sunday and I will now tell you, um, that is, um, what do you call it? Double overtime. With full chest. You will take it. Say, so that, 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 that's actually the one that I want. The Lord sees. Even if you are doing the overtime um, and you are saying, Lord Jesus, a tenth of this income, of this overtime belongs to you. Maybe God himself would understand. Except, of course, you are working in emergency and maybe you're a doctor, a nurse, medical feed, care home, and all of all those stuff. Maybe. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. When I laid hold on this scripture, my life has never been the same again. That's why many of you sometimes think the pastor is crazy. I don't care who you are. When I give you a tax that has to do with the Lord's business, don't mess it up. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. You want more? What's your contribution to the advancement of the Lord's kingdom? I'm not trying to encourage you just to serve. No. I'm trying to let the love of the Father to pierce through your heart. You don't love the Father. If you do love him indeed, like you claim that you do love him, you will get your hands dirty in his house. You wake up, you're sleeping, you're dining, anything you're doing, it is about how to advance the Father's business that will be paramount in your heart. People ask me concerning lofty heights. The outcome you have people who serve in this church as though they were on payroll because the Father's love in my heart it's been infused in each of them who chooses to stay. Let me read that testimony by my son, Adeoloa. Let me read it to you. Glory to God. I want you to just pay attention to it. Let me, let me, let me read that to you here. Glory to God. It says... I celebrate you all. I want to thank God for granting me elevation at my place of work yet again. Adeolua never misses church. He can't that. God is not a user. Every one of us, those of us who have chosen to stay in this ministry and who are serving, perpetually, consistently on the go, he renews our strength to continually doing the job because this is our heart. I want to thank God for granting me elevation at my place of work yet again. I started the new year in a new and better role at my place of work. And already God has been supplying me truly with novel ideas. Every meeting I have attended, I have been able to pitch a new campaign and even more because I teach them all the time. Don't ever get into a meeting and they say, do you have anything to say? And you say, no, they've already said everything I want to say. Shut your mouth. The spirit of wisdom is upon you. If you don't have anything to say, ask the Holy Spirit. What contribution do I make to this meeting? 
That's not where I'm going. Listen. He then says, my senior colleagues have been greenlighting my ideas and giving me the support I needed. I need to execute them. Everyone is impressed with my work. And I know that this is God's favor and glory in my life. I want to return the glory back to God because I've also taught them. When, God, when men begin to shower you the praises, be quick to dump it back at God. Then he then says, I want to return the glory back to God. I also want to thank God for delivering me from the spirit of error that we prayed against during the second night of upsurge. Listen to this paragraph. I would like to encourage everyone that is on defense about serving in God's house to get on board. I didn't ask him. I, didn't, I couldn't have asked him to, to, to say. I didn't even know anything was going on in his life. I want to encourage everyone that is on the fence. In other words, you are indecisive about serving in God's house. I want to encourage everyone that is on the fence about serving in God's house to get on board. Listen to him. He said, apart from the spiritual benefits, because there is a benefit in you serving. He then says, apart from the spiritual benefit, there is a spirit of excellence upon Pastor Wally's life that is contagious and you will catch it if you truly dedicate yourself to serving under his leadership, I celebrate you all. No, he was not kidding. I know the spirit of excellence rests upon me. See, that's one of the benefits of you serving in God's house. You cannot work with me. If you work with me, I mean, MJ, you work with me. It will be very tough huh, for your manager at work to force your results. You work, the things he will teach you, your manager would take you through. Organization skills, many of all, I will put you through. How many times you, how many times have I drilled you? All of them, each and every one of them. My son, Onisokian, was telling me a few weeks ago. He said, Pastor Gino, because of the way I work with you, and because of the things that I'm exposed to, I also don't take no for an answer again. I said, how do you mean? He said, because I always say that anything that does not have mouth should not be wiser than us. Because they will call me and say, uh, this TV is not working. Why is it not working? No, no, no. To tell me why. Television. That does not have the Holy Spirit. You a full grown bearded man. With the spirit of the Lord living in you. And there is no wisdom as to what to do to make it work. Come on, celebrate Jesus. We were fixing these things two weeks ago or thereabout. Samuel, this same Samuel here. <laughs> he was already peeing on his body because he could not get the TV up to work. And he knew that he would not come and meet me and tell me the TV was not working. So later on, I saw him doing, I said, come and confess. What's going on? Say, I am actually um, the HDMI cable, the 100 feet is not doing this, the 100 feet is not doing I said, so, have you tested it on the other gadget? He said, yes, they work. I said, okay. So if they work on the other gadget and they're not working on this gadget, why not then swap the cables? So oh yeah, that's true. He went to swap the cables and book voila. Everything began to work. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. I give each of them task. And I'll follow you through. I'll tell you, go do it. If you have any issues, then come to me. Come and meet me. And I'll put you through to the appearance, to everything they do. You can't serve so closely with me and the spirit of excellence upon me will not rub off on you. 
Without sense of modesty, I kid you all not, I stand before Jesus Christ tonight. No one says me and God does not reward. Not in this country, not in Nigeria, where Lofty Heights Conference holds. Few days ago, Sister Peace was in my office. One of my daughters back home put to bed. And I said, I've not even been able to say congratulations to you. Give me your account number. And she gave it to me. Right there and then, I wired money to her to say congratulations on your baby. She was now thanking me, you know, and telling me how much they missed me back home in Nigeria. And I was telling Peace. I said, it is in this country, y'all don't rate me. In that place, I'm a star. A celebrity. See, all of them, all of them, none that God does not visit. Do you know, nobody who serves in this church, who is a low life, who remains on the same level. Go and, go and meet all of them, each and every one of them. Three of my daughters or four of them walked into my office last night after we were done and said I should pray for them and all of that. I said, okay, so I just want you to know, in case you don't know, the spirit of academic excellence is at operation in this ministry. No, don't say amen. I'm not praying. I'm telling you what I know. You all don't see. Oil flows downward, not sideways. If God has laid me, placed me at the hem, it means that everyone who serves him in spirit and in truth, truly, uh, without trying to, um, you know, uh, mesmerize me or serve me or to do eye service, there is no way the oil will not flow. Before you begin to serve in a place, you study the set man very well. What are the graces upon his life that's working? If you find there is none upon him, if your heart is true, that should not be functional in your life. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. So I wake up in the morning, it's the ministry. No, I'm not crazy. Many of you are you're working paycheck to paycheck, eight to five, yet there is still, there is no equilibrium in your life. No disrespect. I'm saying to you that in this year 2022, you want to carry the Lord's glory. Seek first the kingdom of God. Let him know that the pursuit of his business is a priority in your life. Go to God huh, with that Matthew chapter number 6 verse 33 and give him back the scripture. This year, this is what I'm doing. I've been focusing only on my career, on how to make ends meet. But Lord Jesus, this year, I really, really want to serve you. You said in your word in Matthew 6.33 that I should seek you first. And if I do, if I be about your business, every other thing will be added. This year, add much more to me. And see if he would answer you or he would not answer you. Bible says the ones who lead men unto salvation. He says they will shine in the book of Dana. He says they will shine as stars forever. Shine as stars forever. And you see, if your heart is right, God is willing to make the strength available for you. Why don't people serve? Because they feel that they are not balanced yet. They feel they are not settled. Those of us who are doing it, see, we've worked enough with God to know that there is even no, there is no alternative. Like some of these sons and daughters of mine who are very close to me, I can bet my life that they cannot go to any church, whether lofty height or no lofty height, and just sit down and not do no, nothing. No. Their, their bodies can't take it. Last Saturday in this church, we had what we call volunteers conclave. That's a quarterly meeting of the volunteers and intended volunteers in this church. And the Lord told us that this year we're serving with joy. That's our theme as we serve this year. Serving with joy.
So as we are serving, welcoming you all to church, serving with joy, the Lord himself is filling up our lives with his joy. And I told them, I said, now that the Lord has blessed us with the ark, it is time for each and every one of you to also sit tight. And I'm saying this loud and clear. If you also belong to this ministry, if you need to serve, huh? enlist yourself right now. You know why I'm saying so? Because God is sending men and women who understand this principle I'm talking about. He's sending them here. So don't let your case be that when they come, they're not the one teaching you and showing you how to do stuff. The things we've been asking you to do that you've been saying, no, you don't have time. Oh, you work. Oh, no, you can't do that. Then they will take those things up huh, on their own volition and they will begin to produce results. And God will begin to bless their lives. When you see those things happen, don't then go, ah, but I was in love here before them, but they met me in this church. No. Spirituality or spiritual mysteries or spiritual life does not answer to all of all those things. They are coming. They are coming. They are coming. It is a known fact all around the world that when a church has its own facility, it attracts even more people to come. Watch them. In, God is already sending them in here. In droves. Ah, they will be coming. They will be coming. They will be the one welcoming you to church. They will be the one serving you. They will be the one telling you, you know, how you're doing. We've not seen you in church in a while. They will be the one serving you and doing all of all these things. In your father's house, you don't cross your legs. This place should not also be an exception. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. I have no, heart, no, no border concerning anything on earth. The Lord Almighty knows. My wife, huh? she was like 95, 98% gone. My son, 99.9% .9 dead in the hospital. The only thing that gives me joy is whenever I stand here and begin to tell you all oh, Jesus is Lord. Accept the Lordship of Jesus. Jesus is coming again. The Holy Spirit is real. The Holy Spirit is a person. I'm saying, it's only the advancement of God's kingdom that gives me solace. That's what gives me comfort. That's what gives me strength. The word of God cannot be broken. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Every other, you are seeking your body as you are marshalling, welcoming people to church, directing traffic and telling them, park this way. Be talking to God about that which is wrong in your life. I teach these people these things all the time. You are handling the camera. As the word is going forth, Heavenly Father, let me not serve you in vain. As a Savior, Lord Jesus, attend to my cries. You are beating the drum set. As you are hitting the drum set, Jesus, every shame in my life beats them out. You are playing the keyboard as you are playing the keyboard. Lord, as I'm filling the heavenly host with joy this season, let your joy fill my heart. Many of you also under the sound of my voice, you grew up in a church where you were dragged, you know, taken to church to go and be serving. But now you've become an adult. Yeah. You've become an adult. And because you've now become an adult, then you then realize that you actually then don't. May God's business not be secondary in your life. You don't see, you didn't say that amen like a minute. I say, may God's business, may the advancement of God's business may not be secondary in your life. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. But there is a caveat. 
And the caveat is this. Bible says, give me the scripture again, please. Matthew 6.33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. I'll tell you the caveat right now. The caveat is, for those of us who've been enmeshed, who's been sold out to God's business, we are not seeking the kingdom just because we want other things to be added to it. Some of us are seeking the kingdom because of the king in the kingdom. Wow, you didn't catch that? Let me break that home a little bit. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. What, what are all these things? You need to go and read the previous verses to understand. It's basically, basic necessities of life. What to eat, what to drink, where to lay head. He's saying, those things will come. And you see, this was Jesus' word. And you know he does not lie. But for some of us, we've taken this scripture to a higher level. You know that higher level? We are not seeking God's business because we want a change of job. We are not serving in God's house um, because we want him to bless us with a baby. We are not serving in God's house just because we want him to heal us. No, we are serving in his house because it is his house and because he is the king and he is there. That's another dimension. This dimension that I just explained to you negates disappointment. And as a pastor, I also know what I'm talking about. There have been people who say, oh Jesus, there is this story from 2018 I often remember. About someone that we witnessed Christ to, then started coming to church. Maybe came first Sunday or second Sunday. Then walked up to me after service and then say, ah, say my life is not changing. No. I'm still looking for jobs after being in God's business and God's presence for two Sundays. Seeking the kingdom because of the king in, in the kingdom negates frustration. So it's, it prevents you from putting your needs before his. So it also takes away offense. So you're not just serving God because you want to succeed in your exams. You are serving him because it is his business and he is God. So whether you succeed in the exam or you don't succeed, you keep serving. You keep standing. You keep serving. You keep standing. That's exactly what happens to you when you seek the kingdom because of the king in the kingdom. The frustration will come when you read the scripture. Then you now give God ultimatum. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. This is January. I will give him to March. I will seek his kingdom like forever. Like my life depends on it up until March. Let me see what is going to make do with my life till March. So if by March, things are not changing the way you want them to change, you begin to call God a liar. You begin to say that his kingdom is worthless. That's the reason why you need to take that scripture to the next level. The higher dimension is to seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Not because you want other things added to it. Because the king of glory himself is the king in the kingdom. And he is in that kingdom. That is the reason why to serve. And that is the secret of my life. I caught this love for the father and his father's business. I caught it from Bishop David Oyedepo. During Festival of Grace, when my spiritual father, Reverend Victor, was here, I said it in his, I mean, y'all heard me, you said. I caught it, and no devil can take it away. Okay, now, what is my life 
without this gospel, without this Jesus. First Corinthians chapter number 9, verse 17, I believe. Paul speaking says, Necessity is laid upon me to preach this gospel. He says, And woe be unto me. Huh? In other words, let me be cursed if I do not preach it. You know why these chairs, many of them are not filled up? Because many of us, we've not been seeking the Father's business. It's been just about our business. I was asking my son Samuel today. I was saying, now, we live in this neighborhood. This is a pure residential area. How many of us, since the Lord gave us access to this place, 23rd of December, have gone to knock on the door next? This is our back here. People have filled there, this back, to say, there is a church here. See you on Sunday, 10 a.m. How many of us have? We are too comfortable. We love the faces we are seeing. Yet we are complaining. The one that the Lord rewards is the one who goes after the advancement of his kingdom. We read in the scripture, our prophet Agabus picked the belt and said, whose belt is this? He said, um, Paul. He said, he tied the, belt. He said, he said, the way this belt is tied, that is the way the person who owns this belt is going to be tied if that person chooses to leave, to leave this place. And Paul said, because they started crying and begging him. They don't want to lose him. Brother Paul, please don't go. Brother Paul, please. See, why are you all crying because of me? Okay, so what is my life if I cannot die for the sake of the gospel? What effort are you putting in place? Do you know what it means to be saved? Your life has been ransomed. Meaning that even if death comes today, you're going to live long in the name of Jesus. But even if death comes today, you have a home in heaven. Not many people can sing, I mean, can say such stuff. Everything and anything they do, it ends here. The remaining spent, you know, in the lake of fire. Bible says where there is the second death. Love for the Father. Love, see, he, he brings joy. Even if I have headache, eh? when I remember how much he loves me and how much I love him, it flies off. I don't want to point names or mention names. Watch those who served very closely with me in this church. Watch their lives. There is no low life. You cannot hang around me huh, and be little. It's not possible. You cannot even be in this church. You cannot be in this church minimum of three months and your life will not materially huh, advance to the next level. You know why? Because the church itself is growing. So if that is not rubbing off on you, your life, and your home, then you begin to ask yourself serious questions. That means maybe your heart is not right. You're doing something that is wrong. You want his glory. Seek his kingdom. After all, the glory is for the purpose of the kingdom. You want his glory. Seek his kingdom. Seek his kingdom. Seek his kingdom. Last year, all you did was to give excuse. Um, so in 2022, I'm not going to serve. I'm going to be about... Don't tell me, oh, uh, I'm not serving, but I'm about my father's business. No, sh stop it. You're a liar. You are not about any father's business. No, you are not. Because if the rest of us, if they are like you, huh, this ministry perhaps would have died. 
When you hear that a church folds up, when you read or you hear that a church folds up the way they do in this place, in this environment, for example, it's the people God sends into those churches that kill those churches, not the devil. The people, it's the people that killed it. When we wanted to take the facility for this, those banks were saying no. Say why? They said because churches are folding up you, you say you want to buy. Why were they folding up? Because of those that God committed the responsibility of that house onto. And they failed to live up to their responsibility. If you're about the father's business, you will be walking up to your pastor. I'm saying, pastor, I have this idea. Let this be, let's do this this way. You will be showing up in church. You will not relegate to service to online streaming. If it is online streaming, then let's cancel the ark. Let all of us go online. It's secondary for those who are not in the area. And for those who have valid or genuine reasons not to be able to come in person. I keep saying this all the time. Many people still don't get it. Let it be joy in your heart that you wake up in the morning you know, regardless of the way you feel, you're coming into the Lord's presence. You're coming into his house to serve. And again, let me repeat myself. If you belong to this church, it's time for you to rise up enlist and be counted those who will do the things that we are pursuing you and begging you to do trust me the lord my god is bringing them so when they come and they begin to do don't feel threatened glory to jesus jesus was the epitome of this he went about his father's business they were looking for me, saying, why are you bothered? Shouldn't you know that that is what I'm going to be doing? Brethren, the time is very short. You know how many people live in this city? Do you have an idea how many people are in church? Or even accepted the Lordship of Jesus? Have you ever gone for evangelism? Because I, 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 pre-COVID days, we used to. If you meet 10 people, you can bet that about 7 to 8 of them, they don't want to hear you the moment you mention the name Jesus. It's because of you and I. We've not shown them enough. Because many people have also taken the glory. You've pocketed the things that Jesus did through you. You've made it seem as though you did it by your own hand. So you've not had the opportunity. You've not given them the opportunity to be exposed to your God. That's why. And it does miraculous things in your life. We still will be begging you to testify. To share your praise report. Not to just come and, not to come and stand here. But to even just send by email. And we say, you can be anonymous, so yet it's irrelevant to you. This is a new year. You need to press up. You need to have the target. You need to set it and say, Lord, this year I'm committing my life to you. See, try it three months. Wake up in the morning, at night, breathe the Father's business and see what it does in your life. I've seen sicknesses and diseases fall off people when they're on the go for the kingdom of God. Full of people, they, they, they miraculously healed just because they're going about witnessing Jesus unto others. You want his glory? You fall in love with him. Let him know you can do anything and cross the hardest desert for him. Across the hardest desert I travel never far 
for your glory I will do anything just to see you and behold you as my king wanna be where is someone here before we go into ministration I want you to hear this testimony of, about Samuel. He shared it with me tonight. Just about 5 p.m. or so today. I'm about to go into administration right now. I need you to pay attention. Please stand here. Camera, please focus on him. Hear what God did. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Um, thank you very much, sir, for this privilege. Um, so, yesterday because I work with the media team, so um, during service, we don't really have that much time to really focus on service. So after um, the service and everyone had left, so I waited here and the same prayer points that we prayed yesterday, I came in here, I got on the altar, I was, and I just began to pray, like my life dependent on it, right? And um, as I was standing on the, on the altar, I had a quickening to take off my shoes because the ground I'm standing on is on the holy ground. And then I started praying. And then the prayer point about um, no longer will there be demonic manipulations in our dream. I prayed that and then I prayed it so earnestly that, Lord, tonight I want a prophetic dream tonight. And so I went back home. And while I was sleeping, obviously, I had the prophetic dream. And in that dream, I came back to tell pastor concerning a particular issue. So I came back to give him the feedback in that dream. And um, when he saw me, I saw, oh, sorry, this is the situation. So when he saw me, he told me to kneel down. Was I in the dream? Yes, he was in the dream. So pastor was the one that I told. And he told me to kneel down. And in that dream, I was in the church with him. So he told me to kneel down, and then he laid his hands on me, and then he prayed concerning the particular situation. So when I came to church, Right when I came to church, um, I went to meet him to just tell him about the same. When situation. you came to church, when this evening, today, but like four ish, when I came to church, I told him about the same feedback and all. I mean, pastor, sometimes, regardless of him praying on me, even if he just says God will do it, I hold it to heart because his tongue is anointed, right? But then, as I was about leaving, he said I should come back and I should kneel down. And then the same thing that happened in the dream is the exact same thing that happened in his office today. He told me to kneel down and he laid his hands on me. And there's a particular word that he made reference to even in the office that was similar to the same thing that he said in the dream that I had. Because when I woke up, I wrote everything down because I'm like, this is not a regular dream and this is something prophetic. So that exact same thing happened. I just want to thank God for, for that. Thank you. Celebrate God. Jesus. You know, last night when we pray, the Lord told me that he's moving you all and moving me to a new level. And you know that level? You will begin to see me appear to you in your dreams. Heal you. Pray over you. Give you directions. Tell you what to do. I heard that very loud and clear this place yesterday and he came to meet me this evening in the office I had no intention of getting up to pray for him 
how I got up is a mystery, but I knew that I left my chair and I laid hands upon him and I declared. So as I got up and laid hands on him, he was laughing. Ah, what's wrong with this boy? You came to discuss serious matter. I want to pray with you and you are laughing. Apparently, he was laughing simply because what he saw me get up to do was exactly what God had revealed to him over the night. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I release same grace over each and every one of you. I see my own spiritual fathers in my own dreams. The Bishop Oedeko appears to me. He'd ask me, what do you want? He will lay hands on me. He will declare over my life. Pastor Enoch Adejara, the way he appears to me, I see them. Beginning from this moment, if your heart is genuinely connected to the grace upon my life, let my God begin to visit you via the revelations of the night, giving you instructions, healing you, sorting you out, and settling you totally in the mighty name of Jesus. And as the Lord reveals these things to you in your dreams, you would see the physical manifestations in the mighty name of Jesus. I declare this to be a new wave of prophetic move over this ministry in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Because you believe in the Lord and you believe in his prophet, join those who are entering into this next level in the mighty name of Jesus. Your testimonies will be part of the testimonies that will be shared in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, rise up on your feet tonight. It's time to pray certain prayers. And our time is a bit gone. But we're still going to pray them. But more important, well, maybe I should pray first. And pray. How many of you have any pain in your body? Here. Yeah. Come on, signify by the raising up of your hands. Amen. Glory to God. Awesome. So I'm going to be praying with each and every one of you tonight. And be trusting God for instant healings and miracles in your life. I have not come in my name. I have come in the name of Jesus. The Holy One and the army of the God of Israel. And tonight you will be healed. In the mighty name of Jesus. Why not let's pray a few prayers first to just charge ourselves up a little bit. Before we then go into ministration of healing. If you are watching online, you may want to get a communion element right now. And partake of the Holy Communion. Say this prayers after me. Every hereditary, Every hereditary. and generational sickness, generational and, disease and disease in my body, in my body. live now, live now. In, the in the name of Jesus. Would you pray that prayer? Every hereditary and generational disease in my body, live now. Every hereditary and generational sickness and disease in my body, live now. Live now. Live now. Live now in the name of Jesus. Live now. Live now in the name of Jesus. 
Every hereditary and generational disease leave my body. Fibro disappear. Asthma disappear. Fibro pressure. I don't want you anymore. Migraine. I don't want you anymore. Hereditary generational disease leave now. Cancer go. Cancer die. Cancer die. Cancer die from your roots. From your roots. From your roots. Migraine leave. In the name of Jesus, leave, leave, pains disappear. In the name of Jesus, in Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Amen. Give me the next prayer point. See after me, I command, I command all powers, all powers of, darkness of darkness assigned, assigned to, my to my destiny to leave. And never return in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray. All powers of darkness assigned to my destiny. Leave now. Leave now. Leave now. Miracles are happening here. Miracles are happening here tonight. Miracles are happening here tonight. You would escape like a snap from the power. Leave now. All powers of darkness assigned against my destiny. Live and never return. Live and never return. In the name of Jesus. Live and never return. Live and never return. I command all powers of darkness assigned to my destiny. Live and never return. In the name of Jesus. Live and never return. In Jesus, in mighty name, we are praying. Prayer point number three, we're gonna run that very far. See after me every witchcraft, every witchcraft or sorcery altar raised against my destiny and breakthrough be destroyed in the name of Jesus. Have them destroyed right now. Turn down to prayer. Every witchcraft altar raised against my destiny. And my breakthrough be destroyed in the name of Jesus. Catch fire! Catch fire! Catch fire! In the name of Jesus. Catch fire! Every witchcraft or all sorcery altar raised against my destiny. Catch fire! Every altar against my destiny cast fire. Every evil altar against my destiny cast fire. Cast fire, cast fire, cast fire. Cast fire, open your mouth and pray. pray this prayer I think I've led this prayer particular prayer point once but I want you to still pray it it's talking about those who are making boast against your destiny you know those who say except I'm not alive she cannot amount to anything as long as I'm alive 
she will not find a man to marry. As long as we are living, you will never have a settled home. See, they will die for your sake. It's scripture I just declared to you as Isaiah 43. You will see it. God gives up life for the sake of his own people. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Amen. So you're going to be praying tonight. Every person, Every person. Force, force or spirit, or spirit. making boast over my destiny. I command you in the name of Jesus to bow in Jesus' name. Ask them to bow now. Every force, every spirit, every person making boast against my destiny. Bow in the name of Jesus. 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 mighty name we pray. Amen. Please give me the next prayer point. See after me, I break free, I break free from, every evil covenant. from every evil covenant I entered into I entered unknowingly, unknowingly in Jesus' name. In Jesus many of you name. have entered into many evil covenants that you did not even know about. You've eaten what you should not eat, drank what you should not drink, visited places you should not have visited. That's what this prayer is going to do right now. You're going to break them by the blood of Jesus. I break free from every evil covenant. I entered into a knowingly in the name of Jesus. Now break free right now. Every evil covenant. I break free from you. 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 Hey, no I break free from every evil covenant. I break free from you. I break free from you. Jesus, mighty name, we are free. Gonna be praying the next prayer. Give me prayer point number six, seven. Is that the last one? Okay, give me the next one. As a journey. As a journey. No, did we miss any? Skip back to six then. The devil is a liar. Now you need to pray this. This is evil bloodline covenant. They want your mother, your father, your great 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 grandfather. You know they've covenanted you into. You need to break free from them. Many people don't believe that deliverance is real. <laughs> it's a lack of spiritual understanding to think so or to feel so. If you know what is pursuing you, you are saved. Yes, we know you are saved. Huh? But by prophetic declarations, that hold can be broken instantaneously. And you can then begin to enjoy your life. Those of us who are free today, prayed some of these prayers many years ago. And led to our freedom. See after me, I remove. I myself, myself from every evil bloodline covenant contending against my destiny in the name of Jesus. Now, severe ties 
For my trouble, everything I experienced in previous years, I miraculously restored this year in Jesus' name. Turn that to prayer right now. Every loss is restored, every loss is restored, every loss is restored in the name of Jesus. Everything you lost, they are restored, everything is restored. The years that the locusts have come and come off the beach, the years that the caterpillars have eaten, everything is restored. Everything is restored. Everything is restored. Everything is restored. We trust God that this ministration blessed your life tremendously. Do share your testimony and experience with us by emailing us at hello at myloftyheightsglobal.org. For more life-transforming messages from our ministry, please visit and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also stay connected with us across our social media platforms at My Lofty Heights. To give to our ministry, please visit our website. We love you, we honor you, and we celebrate you.